Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Calm Life. This is our second podcast. My name is John. Joining me today, as always, is Scott. Scott, hello. Hey, everybody. First, just to be clear, folks, all commentary that is expressed here in this podcast is based on opinion and experience. However, statements have not been approved by the FDA. This podcast is designed to inform and educate people to see if medical marijuana and or CBD would be a good choice for you. All right, so segue this morning on the CBD part, Mr. Scott, cannabis oil is an active ingredient in cannabis derived from the hemp plant that may help treat conditions like pain, insomnia, and anxiety. We keep hearing more and more about CBD oils and the benefits. Is this something, in your opinion, that's really become popular over the last couple of years? Well, it's no doubt that it's become popular. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, more and more people are starting to uh, to use it, and more and more people are starting to sell it. I think, you know, um, you know, does it work? We believe it does. Uh, but the truth is that the FDA hasn't evaluated it. They haven't done scientific studies because a lot of this was illegal for years. Um, so now that it's um, it's becoming more and more accepted, more and more people are trying trying it and reporting great results. The challenge is that not all CBD is the same, and so you have to be careful about what you're buying, where you're getting it from. So I think that's a lot of things that that, that are interesting going on here because people look at certain medications that way. You know, I get generic medications, but I still like a certain medication that comes from a, a certain manufacturer. And when it comes to CBD oil, you do want to make sure the quality is there and and knowing where to get it and how to get it on a consistent basis if you decide to try and use that. Yeah, I, th- I think they're, um, it's very different from a pharmaceutical, right? Um, you would expect that a pharmaceutical um, pill would be the same each time, and if it's a generic, it'd be the same, right? right? Um, that the effects would be the same, and and the profile is the same. That's not the same for CBD because there is um, there's different ways to extract it and put it into you know whatever the method of intake is, and different organizations doing it. It's you know it's a little bit of the wild wild west, so that you have um, you know CBD at at gas stations, you know multi level marketing now. Uh, dispensaries have it, uh, you know, individuals are selling it. It can get it at the yoga studio um, and you can get it online. Um, so you want to make sure that um, you're uh, you're looking at reputable uh, vendors who grown it the right way and extract it the right way and put it into a, a way to take it so that, that it's safe. All right. So not to scare our listeners, but there is a black market out there for CBD oil that you must be aware of to make sure you don't get some bad stuff. Make sure you get the right stuff, like you said, from a proper dispensary that has very high quality control levels. They keep it the same, and they do a very good job at marketing what I would like to call clean CBD oils. Yeah, I, I you know, and I think dispensaries do a fantastic job. It doesn't have to become from a dispensary, but you just want to be use common sense when you know when you're buying it from from somebody else, right? Or you know, from a big sign on the you know on the road that says CBD here. Right. I think that um, as the government uh, embraces this more and more. There'll be more regulations and policies about, you know, how to test it and make sure that it's safe for everybody to consume. Um, we're seeing more of that, right? You should always ask to see a, um, a certificate of authenticity to know, you know, exactly where it was grown. Um, you know, the the, uh, the testing facilities make sure that there's no um, pesticides in there or metallics. Um, uh, THC is another important part as well, right? So, what makes um, it not the same as medical marijuana, right? Is it uh, well, CBD can come from a marijuana plant as well as a hemp plant, but the key is that um, the products have to have less than 0.3% um, THC so that you don't feel the effects of THC. And for those listening right now, THC is the part that gets you that high that people talk about. So when the THC is extracted and taken out of that, you get the medicinal benefits of that product without getting high. 
Correct. Relatively so, speaking. Relatively yes. speaking. Yeah. Okay. So CBD oil, um, or CBDs as we like to call them, uh, talk to me about how you would administer something like that in the tincture that we, we talk about, the dropper. How does that work? Yeah, it's it's just a dropper, really. You know, you if you were going to go the the oil way um, of tinctures, you know, you just take the dropper into the, the little liquid and put a drop under your tongue. Um, and you want to make sure that you're you're putting the right amounts and start um, start slow and start you know what we call titrating, uh, moving up the dosage um, to get the effects that you you feel that you need. Um, you know what works for one person may be different from another person, right? Um, you can probably um, you know control a little bit more if you're you know having gummies or um, or capsules or something like that. So our CBDs for those of us that maybe travel for work, is that an easier way to maybe travel with a CBD as opposed to say, you know, taking a vape or even taking a, a you know a, a ground up plant with you on the road? Obviously, you can't travel to the airport with marijuana, but is it easier for those businessmen and businesswomen out there that want to travel that need to take it on the road with them? Well, I, I think you know for, you can't travel with mar- with marijuana, right. right? If it has THC, you can't cross state lines, Correct. so that's illegal. Um, I think if you're traveling with CBD, um, certainly um, you want to make sure that you don't go over the liquid limit, right? If you're flying or right. something like that. And I think in general, you don't want to cause alarm, right? If you have, um, you know, hemp flour with you, right? It may smell like <laughs> marijuana, and <laughs> right. you know the TSA have enough to deal with there, right? Um, so. Uh, you know, I would say, you know, probably go with gummies or capsules if you're traveling by plane. Okay. Yeah. So gummies and capsule, let's talk about that because that's another interesting way to administer the CBD without the tincture. You can get it in like a candy form almost. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, you know, they're, they're still working on the laws and that kind of stuff um, in each individual state. Uh, but you can, you can, you know, gummies are pretty easy to get a hold of and you get the jars of gummies or packets um, depending on how much you're looking for. Um, and you can take it that way. And can you get that tailored again to your specific need of what you're trying to accomplish, whether it's pain relief or anxiety or, or whatever you have? Not really. Okay. Um, you know, there are some CBDs that are mixed with uh, CBD products that are mixed with other types of products okay. to kind of get to where you're talking about. But generally speaking, it's, um, you know, it's not like you're choosing different strains of CBD okay. um, to, for different effects. Certainly you can mix the CBD gummy with something else, right? So there's some people who you will use medical marijuana and combine that with CBD so that it's a combination of the effects. To get the desired effect that they're looking correct, for. Okay. Correct. So in your experience, what is the best ailment for, for a CBD oil to treat for someone that's suffering? That's that's a tough question, right? Okay. So, you know, we're finding more and more um, that um, that CBD and medical marijuana that has THC and CBD Right, is helping a variety of conditions. Right, there are some people who report that anxiety um, is helped with it. You know, um, you know, typically it's chronic pain. Right, will it cure everything? No, there's no data that shows that it, that it can cure. Right, as far as I know, um, you know, will it, will it relieve all of your pain? Probably not, but it'll relieve some of it, hopefully. And so that's what you have to test, whether that's the CBD products or the THC and CBD products, to see what's right for you. And, and again, in our experience, folks, what we're talking about is getting to a functional level where you can function every day. And you know, it might not seem like a lot, but you take the edge off, you'd be surprised how much you can get done in a day if you're not in agony every single second. You take that edge off and you get it to a manageable level, your quality of life is going to go through the roof. 
mean, it's, it's really going to take off. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do at Calm Effect, right? We're, we're, you know, this is, I don't know if this is a silver bullet, um, but it is a product that is available and natural that can help people. And there are so many people on the sidelines who, you know, like we talked about in the last podcast that are, you know, that are having to deal with opioids or de- dealing with the pain or anxiety. And this option's out there for them to try. Is it the same for everybody? No. Will it work for everybody? No. But you have that option to try it. And now that it's available to you, we're just trying to get that information in front of people so they know, A, what's the process to get it? B, how much is it going to cost them? And C, how do they manage their life on it so they can begin to get that better quality of life that you were talking about? The silver bullet, the quality of life that everyone is looking for, folks. And to try and take some pain away at the same time, that to me is a double win. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about CBD and cannabis on the federal level and what we could maybe expect down the road. Will it be a year, 10 years? Will it ever happen? We'll discuss. Stay with us. This portion of the podcast is brought to you in part by Calm Effect. The process to obtain medical marijuana or CBD oil in the United States is not always straightforward. Recent laws have been passed that now give many qualified doctors the ability to recommend medical marijuana for a multitude of medical conditions. Typically, it only takes three easy steps and you too can feel better. However, the laws are different state to state. Calm Effect helps people like you get more information and find more affordable options. To learn more, just head to CalmEffect.com and start living your best life today. Are you looking for relief? Do you need something that can make a difference and give you the potential to enjoy more of life? Mind and Body Improvements is the answer. From topicals to edibles, from tinctures to bath bombs, your journey is made easier. When you need relief, we can help. Just head to mindandbodyimprovements.com to learn more about natural, more affordable CBD. Okay, we're back here in the calm life. All right, Scott, we've talked about this offline a lot. The federal government. Now, obviously, medical marijuana and CBD is not approved at the federal level. So there's really a gray area when it comes to enforcement by DEA and other agencies out there. Do you think in our lifetime we will ever see it approved at the federal level across every single state in this country? Certainly possible. um, And I do think we will see it. The question is when. Um, I personally don't believe it's going to happen anytime soon. I think that we'll see more and more states moving towards more adult use for marijuana. Okay. Um, with the THC, I think um, you know there's some people believe that you know politics will be involved and you know one of the parties will, right. will push it forward to push their agenda forward. Right. Um, who why, knows? Why not? Why not just you know regulate it like tobacco and alcohol? You know, 21 years old. Everyone says you know tax the hell out of it, make a lot of money on it. I mean, this is an alternative that could really help a lot of people. Yeah, that's what people argue, right? That's right. What, that's I mean, what, that's what we in the industry it, support, and it's natural. It's a natural alternative. I agree. I agree. <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's um, it's undoing right eighty years of of bad press and uh, illegal, not to mention the arrests. And the eighty are, years of stupidity yeah, is what it is. Yeah, people are in jail, and we need to figure out how to you know how to get them out. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, for this, I, I just I I, don't, I can understand cocaine. I can understand heroin. These are hardcore drugs. Honestly, the way the perception of medical marijuana and CBD is today, I don't think marijuana is considered a hardcore drug anymore. I really don't. It's just the way I look at it. Now, because I've never seen anybody overdose on marijuana. I mean, yeah, is there a shortage of Cheetos in the aisle? Yeah, I get that. Fine. I'm okay with that, though. But seriously, I mean, have you ever heard of anybody anybody overdosing on marijuana? Anybody? Sorry, you'll see a bunch of people with that orange uh, <laughs> Exactly. Can I help you? Yeah. No. Uh, where's the chip aisle? <laughs> 
Uh, no, uh, I don't think there's any evidence that anybody's ever o- overdosed on marijuana. But here's the deal, right? Everything takes time, right? It's um, it's easy to say, hey, you know, we should go adult use, you know, which is what they call recreational now. Right. You know, we should go adult use legal now. But the reality is, you know, the processes and the licensing and the right. regulation and making sure that it's safe and it's not advertised towards kids. This all takes a long time. Even in, in Florida, for example, um, you know, there are groups that were trying to get it legalized for adult use in the 2020 election, right, right? Right. It didn't make it, right? But even if it did make it, we're probably looking at, you know, a year, 18 months before you can begin to see products that are adult use legal for you just to go into a regular store. Right. And you can buy it. What's interesting is that I'm from Boston originally. And so they approved adult use or recreational use in Massachusetts. Yeah. And when I was doing my research, they also approved it in the District of Columbia. Yeah. For those of you listening that don't understand where our nation's capital is, this is why I'm saying, why don't they just approve it? It's in the, it's in the president's backyard. You can buy it there. Why not make it legal across all 50 states? Well, in Massachusetts is a good example, right? They legalized it, but it took months and months to get dispensaries open. And then right. there's just a handful of dispensaries open. And then there were lines around the corner for the handful of dispensaries. Right. It's just, it's it's not as easy as adding another fruit to a grocery store. Right. And then you hear about stories about these dispensaries in Colorado that are bringing in so much money, yeah. but they can't put that money in a bank because it's not recognized at the federal level. And the bank's like, we, we won't take it. So you literally have warehouses of cash, millions of dollars. They've actually said, we could not only build one school, we could build two brand new schools for our civic environment and have it paid for in cash. It's sitting in a warehouse with armed guards right now. I'm like, at some point, when does the light bulb go off and think, you know what? We probably should uh, tax this and make a lot of money on this at the federal level. Yeah, there's there's taxation issues. There's um, you know the safety issues as well, right? It's it's not safe for a dispensary to have that kind of money on hand, right? right at the end of the day, um, you know, we still because of the federal rules, we still um, you know insurance can't cover it, credit cards won't cover it, right? Um, you know, a lot of these dispensaries have trouble getting leases because they're afraid of. Um, you know, uh, being prosecuted for you know, right. aiding and abetting. Right, exactly. Um, you know, and, and, and a lot of that, you know, the insurance, for example, stops you know, stops many people from being able to get it because it is cash and carry, you know, and think about the, you know, the patients walking in, the patients have to use uh, cash at the dispensary, so they have to come with the cash or use an ATM machine that's in the, the dispensary, and we want to make it safe for them as well. Right, so again, why not allow it to be used on on uh, Cube, Square, credit cards? I mean, make it, if you're going to make it accessible, make it easy for the customer to pay for it as well. The whole process here is to streamline it and make it easy. I got a lot of issues with the federal government. I just wanted to prove to the federal level and just keep it simple across the board because I really think it would simplify a lot of things. I support you. <laughs> we agree. And, uh, hopefully our listeners agree as well. Um, but, you know, with, with any legalization of something like this that, you know, we probably all agree that there needs to be rules in place to make sure that it's safe and it's made, it's used for good use and not bad use. And I'm fine with that. The other question here is now here's, here's a slippery slope. Let's say John gets his wish and they approve it at the federal level. Now, how long before big pharmaceutical says, oh, really? I want to jump in this game too because I can see there's a huge piece of the pie I can grab. How do you think that would maybe negatively impact the industry or positively impact the industry? The bottom line is we want people to start feeling better. Right. Right. And so if there are products out there um, that are helping people feel better and they're they're not quote unquote pharmaceutical. Right. Right. With the side effects and, you know, um, addiction and that kind of stuff, then, you know, they should be open to it, in, in my opinion. That being said, you know the the growers out there are very good at what they do, and um, they're producing high quality medicine for people. And we want to make sure that that um, 
that industry and those people are taken care of and can prosper as well. When you talk about different industries and different lobbies, you know, big tobacco is one of them, let's say. Maybe it is big pharmaceutical that's fighting this to say, no, no, we don't want you to go legal because you will put us out of business. People no longer need their Percocets and their Vicodins. What are they going to take? They have medical marijuana. They don't need us now. We become obsolete almost. Not totally, not to the point, because there is no, like you said, there's no silver silver bullet that's going to solve all the problems of someone's pain or anxiety out there. But clearly, there is an alternative out there right now. Listen, this plant, um, you know, can help, um, you know, with textiles, right? It can help uh, with medicinal mm-hmm. You know, assistance. It can help. You know, some people who use it recreationally instead of a, a glass of wine. So there are multiple industries um, that would have incentivization or would be incentivized to push back on cannabis and marijuana and hemp. Right. So there, there. You know, is that what's been going on over the last eighty years? Who knows? But there's certainly there's reasons to you know to think about why they would be against it. You mentioned wine. Now let's talk about that because I was reading recently that there are wines or companies that you know make and distribute alcoholic products that are now possibly infusing their products with is it is it hemp is it THC is it uh, what exactly is it? Well, I th- I think there are many uh, consumer packaged good companies out there and alcohol companies, right, that are looking to see how this fits in with their um their portfolio products, okay. right? Um, you know, a major alcohol company recently invested in a major um, multi-state de- a dispensary. Um, the reality is, is um, we are still so early, right, in what this looks like. And when we talk about the calm life, right, it's about um, having a better quality of life and how do you, um, how do you embrace cannabis and uh, and be able to use it, right, to to your advantage without you know being addicted to something or right. or you know overusing something. What does that look like in five years? Who knows, right? But it could be that, um, you know, we go out with our wives and, you know, I have a beer. Uh, one of our wives has a brownie. One of our wives has a, a glass of wine that has THC in it. And and you have a beer that has THC or CBD in it, right? right? You know, there's all sorts of permutations that w- we could see, you know, so... Um, there's, you know, you know, if you have a glass of wine and you like the taste of wine and you like the feeling of THC and you don't want a headache, you know, the next morning. Oh, that changes the game big time. Maybe, maybe this is, you know, this is the anti-hangover right. drug. Right? Oh yeah. Um, if you're, um, you know, if you like, uh, the feeling of THC and, um, you don't want the, you know, those added calories, maybe there's a product you can take <laughs> without, you know, drinking six beers, right. Yeah. At a sporting event. Oh yeah. Um, so we don't know what we don't know yet, right? Right. You know, in Florida, for example, we can we can get the um, uh, vapes and oils and creams. We can get capsules, but we can't get you know typical edibles, right? I mean, there are you know, brownies, cookies, yeah, yeah, that's the right. fun stuff. I mean, there are recipes for cooking with cannabis, yeah, right, and that's a big kind of part of the the cannabis sure. life or the calm life. And so, um, you know, you don't have to have you know x amount of of cannabis. You could just have a little bit of the THC, right? It, takes the edge off and you're able to enjoy your dinner on a Friday evening. Exactly. And, th- and that's what I like. And then, of course, if you're going to bed that night and you need help sleeping, there are also products available out there that can help you really calm down and really get a good night's sleep. And I think that really is a problem for a lot of Americans out there right now. They don't sleep more than six hours at a time. That's right. And, and you know, personally, um, I started consuming uh, recently and it helps me sleep through through the night. Whereas I was wait, I, you know, I can always fall asleep very quickly, but I'd wake up every hour or so. Now, when I, when I vape a little bit before I go to bed, I have a much nicer sleep throughout the whole evening. 
Myself, I'm a former athlete. Um, I'm banged up a little bit. I've had foot surgery, knee surgery. I've had four shoulder surgeries, one on my right, three on my left. And the last one on my left was a total shoulder replacement. The reason why I'm bringing this up, folks, is there's a lot of people like me that have aches and pains. I do have arthritis. I have to sleep on my back the entire night pretty much because I can't, I haven't laid on my left side since 2012. So I need to find something to help me sleep better. I am going to take you on a journey with me, folks. And I'm going to tell you my personal story of what happened to me and the experience that I'm going to try with medical marijuana and CBD to see if I can find some relief at night. And if my plan works, maybe it'll work for you too. And if you can find relief and it helps you function and get better sleep throughout the night that you can function the next day, it's going to help you out too. And again, that's the goal, living a better life. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, we would love to help out a calm effect. Um, you know, um, we can uh, give you access to a doctor um, that's affordable and help you with your registration process and um, kind of navigate your, help you navigate through your journey. Calmeffect.com will help you too, folks. Thanks for joining us here in the Calm Life with Scott and John. Again, our goal is to help people feel better about themselves and to inform them that there are natural alternatives available out there right now that can help you start living your best life. 